Welcome to the Saturate Podcast. My name is Brad Watson, and this is our final episode of our Rhythms series, Gospel Intentionality, How Do We Live Every Aspect of Our Lives with a Focus on the Gospel and a Focus on the Mission of God? How do we uh, not add a whole bunch of stuff to our lives, but how do we uh, live the gospel through our lives? Uh, it's been an awesome series. Uh, if you're just tuning in, man, go back and listen to the whole thing because it's been really, really good. It's a series that I'm sharing a lot with our church people here. This episode, I'm going to be talking to Kevin Platt about how he equips and trains people in each of these rhythms, what's important for you. So if you're a missional community leader, it's important to think through how will you help cultivate a culture of intentionality? How will how will you help your people, the disciples that you're, you're forming and shaping, how will you help them live out these rhythms, uh, not just know them? And Kevin is so good at that. Uh, they've also created a tool that we'll talk about in this resource. It's called the Bless Grid, where you take each of these intentional rhythms and then you think through, how do I uh, live out this rhythm with God? How do I receive blessing? How do I listen to God? How do I how do I feast on God's word? How do I ask God for things, speak with God? How do I rest? And then all of that. So it, it goes through this grid where you can prayerfully re- reflect on how will you live these rhythms with God, your missional community, and your neighbors this week? It also, the other way you can use this resource is thinking back and reflecting, saying, how how did I this past week? How did I live a holistic full life? And so it's a this resource, which is new on our website, saturatetheworld.com, our latest resource. It will really help you, uh, if you're that kind of person, think through both planning and then reflecting on your week. Because we don't just want to know these rhythms, we want to live them out intentionally and focused. Sometimes to get started doing that, we actually have to just look at a piece of paper and say, hey, this is what this is what God's called me to. These are, these are the rhythms. These are the spheres in which I interact with God, my community, my neighbors. How am I going to do that this week? Uh, and just spend time praying and, and planning. Because I had a principal, a former Marine in high school who always said, Proper planning prevents poor performance, uh, which is kind of dorky alliteration. However, it, it is pretty impactful because we end up doing and driving towards the things that we plan. Uh, the things that we want to be intentional on are the things that we're going to set aside with focus. We don't typically accidentally live this way. Uh, and so this new resource, The Bless Grid, is really helpful in getting that journey going. Check it out, saturatetheworld.com, The Blessed Grid. Nothing else to talk about. Let's jump into our conversation with Kevin. This is the Saturate Podcast. Saturate is committed to seeing a gospel movement happen in North America and beyond, in which every man, woman, and child have a daily encounter with Jesus in word and deed. This podcast is an ongoing conversation with disciples and leaders growing in the gospel and growing and living the implications of the gospel in community and on mission. Kevin, welcome back to the Saturate podcast. Thanks for having me. We're going to wrap up this whole series on rhythms. And uh, so far, we've we've talked about each of the rhythms, the whole acronym of BLESS which is bless, listen, eat, speak, and Sabbath. And now we're ready to talk about how do you kind of train 
and equip people within your body or within your community to live out these rhythms and all the ordinary everyday stuff of life. So Kevin, uh, that's the question. How do you, how do you equip people, uh, cast this vision? How do you do the whole thing so that you see people actually live this reoriented life? Yeah, I'm super excited for this conversation, just so you know, because we found this to be one of the most helpful tools that we use um, when it comes to seeing people who have very different 50-hour-a-week jobs trying to follow Jesus in a way that's oriented on his mission. These rhythms have probably hands down been the most helpful thing, and it's an acronym, so that's fun. <laughs> I, it is an acronym. You, I know. Like, people can generally uh, remember it. It's, it's amazing. The first thing, I guess just we could do it quick, but uh, the first thing that we do is we remind people where this falls in the flow of the conversation. And so if you start with the blessed rhythms, you end up frustrated and possibly furious at me because it feels like a bunch of stuff you have to do. Mm-hmm. And so we always try to remind people, hey, remember, this is the, this is the final question in a series. This is the, the what we do question. Right. And so even when we're training on the bless rhythms and that's the most of the time we're going to spend, we always pull it back to say, remember this flows out of who God is and his character. Uh, This flows out of what God's done and looking at the Bible as this, this tool and this record that we're able to engage with and that God shifted us to be new people in his creation that he's renewing. And because of that, these rhythms are things that flow through the entire story And now we're getting to rehabituate them in our season of life, in our time, but they've always been part of God's creation. They've always been there in what the world is living. And so we start there because it kind of lets people take a deep breath. Hmm. Like, oh, okay, this isn't just all stuff I need to do. And then even when you look at the rhythms, like there's things that are already probably going on in your life, yeah, whether poorly or well. Even taking the speak rhythm, we all speak. The question is, are we ever speaking good news? Mm -hmm. Eating, we all eat, uh, but are we ever sharing meals with people that are different than us? We all look to give to others in certain ways, but is is, are we uh, continually to do that with people who are diverse and and at need and at risk and marginalized? Those are just questions we're able to ask. Um, We all listen to something. Are we listening to each other's stories? And so for the conversation, we just often ask those questions. Where do you see these rhythms already in your life? Hmm. Uh, Often the one that falls off is Sabbath. Sabbath and speak, the two S's are the ones that very often need a little bit extra, just help working out. Yeah. So we just ask the question, where do you already see, where do you see these in the story Hmm. um, and let people pull those out throughout the story of God, the entire Bible. Yeah. But then also, where do you already see these in your life? Yeah, that's great. So what you're saying is, you you first you kind of have to place it in its proper order mm-hmm. even in what you're articulating to people even what you're casting vision for even for your community that it's that that you start with god this is all about god who he is then what he's done what he's done in the gospel who we are and then we're saying if this is who we are and all that other stuff is true how should we live and then that that's what you're saying then you begin shifting towards like, how should we live based on the story? How should we live or how should we orient our lives based on, on these truths? Yeah, absolutely. That is really freeing. 
even I think that also raises up the stakes kind of a little bit. Uh, it's not just like a here's some methods to convince people to be Christians or here's some here's a tool about evangelism or something like that. It's it's then kind of placed in this is our practical theology. Without a doubt. And, th- and this really is where a big part of it shifts from the event oriented expression of the church to the everyday expression of the church, because these are, again, these, these are everyday rhythms, right? Mm-hmm. And so to be able to process that in a way that's helpful for people is just like, here's the things you already do. How do you stack that now with gospel intentionality? Yeah. And so I think, you know, what you're saying too, is the first three people can kind of gravitate towards, or maybe they connect the dots pretty quickly. Like, okay, so I like bless others as like a way of life, listen, eat, like that all makes sense. Uh, But you're saying the last two take more nudging or more, more help. The speaking of the Sabbath. Yeah, that's what I found. Um, I guess everybody's different, right? But just maybe it's our culture, our community. Sabbath is against all that is America. And so it's, yeah, it's a really tough one for people to realize they need to be participating in. Mm-hmm. We wrestled back and forth between putting Sabbath or celebrate. Uh, Blesk, mm-hmm. Blesk did not make a good acronym, so we went just with Sabbath. And uh, <laughs> but those yeah. two ideas are intertwined. But as people learn to do that, it really does stand as a countercultural community. And um, when people are regularly participating in Sabbath, it allows for a sustained mission. And that's we found. I found that in. 12 years of doing this and, and pastoring through missional communities, people who are able to live in that rhythm usually last a lot longer than those that treat this like a sprint and try doing all the rhythms every day. So you, you explain the rhythms, you help people see it in the story. You ask them where they see it already in their own lives. Then you ask them to live it with intentionality. What other sort of ways do you help people? As you said, like this is one of the most important tools you've seen. What's what? What are the other ways that you help people walk in these things? Yeah, one of the most helpful things to do is to regularly revisit them. We, in our local context, created just a grid where we have uh, down the left side of the page are the w- words of bless, listen, eat, speak, Sabbath, hmm. and then in building a grid across it, we just put with God, um, with one another, and then with neighbors, and so. Uh, for the recovering religious people, like that is a really hard. It's like, wow, you just literally made check boxes for them. <laughs> <laughs> and so some of them love that and some of them revolt against it. So if that's not helpful. Don't. Yeah. But for me, it gives me a grid to think through where I can see where the holes are within my weekly rhythms. So mm-hmm. if I'm feeling especially exhausted or frustrated, I can look at that and say, all right, what's missing? Mm. and where rhythms aren't being lived out, it's going to lead to a little bit lopsided life. Like uh, uh, maybe a musician, that musical instrument that's slightly out of tune. You start to realize that as time goes up by playing it or a small pebble in your shoe that over time, you're like, something's just not right. And I find that these rhythms, when I check in, I can see like, Oh, that's why it's so wrong. I haven't spent any time with people that don't know Jesus. Like that's not mm. how I'm created to live. Right. Just within my own little tribe or I'm not ever Sabbathing or I've been super greedy with my time. I haven't intentionally blessed anyone Mm -hmm. in word, deed or gift. Like I haven't done that. So how do I, (laughs) so it's like, and that's what we use the illustration. Like we're we're the check engine lights flipping on. Right. 
your check engine light doesn't usually mean your car is going to fall apart in that moment, but it means, Hey, you might want to give some consideration to it. Yeah. Then that kind of grid becomes the dashboard. Yeah. Like, Oh, this is what just the bird's eye view of your, your life, which I think that's kind of a different way of planning your life. Normally we look at our, we just look at our calendars and our days and we think of the tasks that need to get done, not looking at our, or we look back and be like, Oh, did I actually pay my taxes or not? But what you're talking about is setting up this, this picture for yourself where you're like, okay, where am I seeing these rhythms lived out in my relationship with God, with my community, with my neighbors? Mm -hmm. Uh, And then, yeah, you probably get to see pretty quickly. And so one of the things that we recommend uh, for husbands and wives to do is to sit down with that tool and look at their week and say, all right, how do we, what are some of the intentional ways we can respond to things as they come up to, but what are some of the intentional things that we're going to build into our week or our month so that we make sure we're living out these rhythms mm. and then to revisit that again, another week or month and say, all right, how did we do it? What we intended to do, repent where necessary, reorient as needed. And then plan again for the next month. And that's a great way for, we use this as a grid for our missional communities. They ask, how are we living out these rhythms together? Mm. And coaching missional community leaders will put these rhythms out. And sometimes we do it through identities. Other times we do it through rhythms. But how are you living these out? Where are you noticing you're strong? Where are you weak? Mm. And it becomes the regular part of the conversation, not just a one-off tool that, hey, throw this in your tool belt. This is one we actually rely on. And we found that people respond pretty well to that because it's simple. It's reproducible. They don't forget. What do those words mean again? Right. (laughs) Yeah. And so then that's how you're revisiting it all the time. Yeah. Which I guess the revisiting probably makes it pretty clear that it matters. I hope so. (laughs) Yeah. I hope Uh, so. I hope so. Yeah. That's cool. And so um, one of the things that, Uh, I get asked, so I'll put this question towards you, uh, is, you know, like if you're just stepping into this, should you just take one of those rhythms and just try to perfect it and then do another one? Or, you know, like maybe for you, like just imagine the most like inward kind of looking time slot community. And then they're like, how we want to break out of this. How, how would you help them switch from just time slot community towards every day they're actually living out this stuff. Yeah. That's a, that's a great question. I would want to say, can I have five more minutes of your time and not just a quick answer? And then <laughs> because I think there's still, when, when that's the question I ask in my mind, all right, what do I have to do then? Right. That's why when we yeah. teach it's always at the end of that grid. Um, yeah. When I want to do that, I've again, created it into something that, uh, are not rhythms anymore. They're, they're, they're tasks to check off and perfect because mm-hmm. I would just ask somebody, cause I could be a little bit pointed by it like that and just say, Hey, great. So do you not want to eat that? Is that you're going to, you're not going to eat? Well, no, that's not the rhythm. I was going to perfect the blessed rhythm. So you're not going to eat. Wait, what? Mm. Okay. <laughs> uh, oh, so you just, you're going to live a greedy life until you master how to dine with people. Huh? And, and you're not going to throw any parties. You're not going to throw any parties until you figure out how to tell the story perfectly. Right. It's just a misunderstanding. I think a little bit about what it is. So again, like realizing the goal is you get to habituate these things and then they shape you as you're doing them. 
Yeah. And so I would tell somebody, so after making them feel a little insecure like that, sorry, actually, I would love for you to look at your life and see where you're already doing these things. Yeah. And then after you see where you're already doing them, um, because in some way you're probably doing all of them, pray and ask the spirit, Hey, this week, which one of these do you want me to practice with a little bit more intentionality? Mm-hmm. And and you figure out where you're, it could be daily. If that's where you're feeling like you're at, cause you're going to eat that day. You're going to talk to people. You're going to listen. But if it's a new grid, it's helpful to focus on one. Uh, but you'll yeah. find that as time goes on, these are ways of life. Yeah. You don't just focus one day on, should I breathe in today or should I breathe out? Right. But in the moments where you're practicing learning how to breathe in different ways and breathing techniques, you focus very concentrated on one of those. And so using it as one of those tools, right? Where you're, all right, let, let me focus on blessing today. I want to keep my eyes open and ask the spirit, who and how do you want me to bless somebody in word, deed, or gift today? Open my eyes, help me see it. And then do that, right? Or look out mm-hmm. over your week. All right, spirit, like I've been eating a lot with people that don't, that are all just like me. Hmm. I, I, I want to share a meal like you did when you brought me to the table and I was far off from you. I want to show hospitality to someone else and bring them to the same table. We're going to eat together. Uh, would you show me who that is and how to do that? And I guarantee while you're at that table, you're going to find yourself practicing both the rhythms of listening hmm. and speaking. And maybe you want to throw a blessing into that because you cover the bill. Mm-hmm. And they're like, oh, these things come together, but you might get in there through the door of intentionally practicing one of them. Right. If that makes sense. Oh, yeah. And that's, I think that's so helpful. Both the piece of like, oh, you're not adding eating to your life. You're adding intentionality in the way that you eat. You're adding intentionality to the way that you listen, and et cetera, et cetera. But I think also that's, that's just really helpful. Even just that kind of prayer of, hey, God, show me how to live, teach me how to do the stuff that I'm doing in Mm -hmm. life, but with a focus on you and your spirit and what you're doing in the midst of all of that, you know? And I think absolutely that's one of the, the very like underlying things with all the rhythms is we're talking about like truly like a saturated life, like Uh a life where, where Jesus plays in every arena and where the, the spirit is actually empowered and we can be listening to, what he's calling us to do and and what he's leading us to do and, and a way in which what we're putting forward is not like ourselves all the time, but actually uh, Christ in us. So good. One of the prayers that's helped me that's kind of weird is as, as St. Patrick, the, the Celtic evangelist to the people of Ireland, he has this prayer uh, that he would pray every day, like be in the mouths of each to whom I speak. Uh, be in my mouth to each that I speak, be it before me, be beside me, be bef- in front of me, be behind me. Uh, and he was basically just praying for his eyes to see, to see God in every interaction that he has, which I think is, was kind of like one of the, I guess, a, a, a bedrock reality that this tool is trying to get at. Yeah, without a doubt, there's the strongest communities I've seen who are faithfully being witnesses and faithful presence of the gospel are where not just the pastors, uh, even because pastors often struggle with this, but like a majority of the people are able to help each other uh, reimagine God at work in and around their daily lives. Mm-hmm. And that's really what these tools are. How do we reimagine God at work in the normal stuff we're doing? Mm-hmm. 
it's a big mistake when we think if we don't have a, a big budgeted event that God probably doesn't show up. And this is hopefully helping. I need this on a regular basis, like reimagining the regular acts I do uh, mm-hmm. as the places where God's at work. And this is just a simple tool uh, to help us see like, no, these are the normal rhythms of life. And God is actively involved in and around these tasks that we do. It should be into every day. Yeah. Huge. Uh, anything else you'd add on equipping, developing people in these rhythms? Yeah. Show grace to people as they're figuring it out. Mm. Uh, I think one of the dangers with the, it's simple, but it's not always easy to live within these rhythms. Um, mm-hmm. Our culture actually wants to warp each of these with rhythms. And as you've seen, probably as you process through in the, in the whole series, like there's, there's ways that each of these things can be twisted mm-hmm. and realize like, how old are you when you're, you're figuring this out, mm-hmm. Give, giving people grace to, to process and be able to experience these as rhythms, not just a, a massive to-do list. I think one of the things that we often do is see these things and get really excited about them and try pushing them all at people all at once. Mm-hmm. And so just give that space and that grace and the invitation that, that I, I genuinely believe this is a better way to live. And so it's an invitation to live a more full life. It's not a heavy yoke that I want to throw on your shoulders. Yeah. And so when I fail at that, I tell people, sorry. So if you fail at that, cause you get really excited about it, tell people, sorry. <laughs> yeah. But continue. That'd just be my big thing. Continue to show grace. Cause I think this is a grace fueled life and it's a more mm-hmm. full life. And it might take a little bit of time to break the old rhythms that we're in, but there's so much beauty here. Yeah. Oh man. That's so, so key such a great spot to to probably wrap up this series is yeah such a grace-filled life even yeah you see that throughout the story of jesus with his disciples you see that throughout jesus uh, god with the the people of israel you see that even in uh, the garden and rebellion god extending grace and promising forgiveness and redemption even when they've just like broken all the ways of life like yeah, so such good news. Like that's who God is. He's for us, not against us. Or as Eugene Peterson says, one of our primary jobs is to help people recognize and respond to the God who is both for them and beside them. Like helping people recognize and respond to the fact that God is for you and he's with you uh and he's leading you. So I think that's yeah, that's the gift of grace. Yeah. The rhythms don't usher you into God's presence. You're already there. Yeah. Just to go back to back, Eugene Peterson, it's even how he translates those words from Jesus, right? Where he says, uh, get away with me and I'll show you how to recover your life. But he says, learn the unforced rhythm of grace when he's talking about the yoke not being heavy and the way of following Jesus being both uh, active, but also not oppressive. And so yeah. that's that really is the goal is that we want to model how Jesus did that for others to say, these are rhythms that God's built into creation. Come and learn to walk in them alongside Jesus. He's inviting you. It's not just me. Hmm. Yeah. Great news. That's all I got to say. I'm out. That's all. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. Thanks everyone for joining us for this series. We'll have a, a new series soon on uh, everyday disciples and all these different arenas. Uh, it's going to be cool. Uh, we'll, we'll find this grid that Kevin is talking about and we will share it with all of you on the notes. Um, 
but yeah, if you have questions or, or other comments or other ideas, please feel free to share with us. That always helps us uh, develop and create and uh, spread the word on really helpful ways of living out the truths of Jesus in every day. So thanks for joining us. We'll talk again soon. Jesus, help us.